0: Hi, my name is Maggie Daniel and yes, you have the right podcast. This is Coaching for Profit, but this week we're switching things up just a little bit and I'm going to be interviewing Brandon, our usual host, because he has an upcoming book. Well, he has a book that is out now and so he's going to be telling us a little bit about it and so normally our podcast is more of us talking about strategies and things for business owners to help them in their endeavors. But this week, we wanted to take a step back and talk a little bit about Brandon's book. It's called The E-Hero's Guide to Real Estate Investing. But before we get started with all of that, I kind of want to share a quick bio for those of you who may be tuning in for the first time on our usual host, Brandon Moore. And so you can get to know a little bit more about him and why you should buy his book. So Brandon is a certified wealth strategist, coach, real estate investor, CPA, and financial professional. Brandon is the current CEO and sole shareholder of BKMPC Certified Public Accountants. He believes that his purpose is to coach and develop leaders. He wants his family, friends, and clients to become their best selves, which is why he writes books, hosts these podcast episodes, and is in the business that he's in. Brandon has had many successes as a businessman and looks to help others do the same. On a personal level, Brandon has an amazing wife, Angela, and four incredible kids. He likes to spend his free time playing multiple instruments and participating in martial arts. And that's just a very brief synopsis of who Brandon is, but so now that we've done that, let's get to know, let's get into it. So hi, Brandon, how are you today?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. Thanks for letting me host this week.
1: I'm excited about it. You're doing a great job.
0: <laughs> oh, thanks. I'm a little nervous. So I guess first things first, before we just kind of dive into the interview, why don't you just share with us a brief synopsis of your book? Well,
1: this book is really about the entrepreneur who wants to add cash flow. I wrote it and the perspective, not like a lot of the real estate books that you you might get on, on the shelf or on Amazon today that are how to step by step, a lot of details, a lot of spreadsheets, a lot of analysis. But this was more of a from the perspective of an entrepreneur, it also kind of was a memoir of our real estate journey from when we started. Shortly after graduating college, uh, till today, and all the mistakes and things that uh, we did, plus a lot of the victories that we have had. So that's what makes it a little different. Is it the perspective of coming from an entrepreneur that wants to add cash flow uh, without having to add another full time job?
0: It's a little less textbooky and a little more, almost like a novel, right?
1: Well, hey, there's a lot of good stories. A lot of good stories. I, I started out with a, one of my favorite stories about. Uh, Me thinking that I could uh, do something, uh, do the job of a plumber and go underneath a house and fix some kind of gas line and end up getting stuck underneath the house. It was
0: uh,
1: Uh, uh, pretty scary for me. But
0: (laughs) yeah, it was kind of scary. It was scary to read, honestly.
1: (laughs) In hindsight, it's funny, but it was crazy that I even made the attempt. But uh, yeah, that's what the, the book has. A lot of good stories like that.
0: That's funny because like you start the book out talking about doing something that you've never done before, and this book is kind of something you've never done before. This is something new. So, what made you decide to yeah. go into this new venture of of your life?
1: This particular book, I I wanted to write for a long time. I even started writing the outline of it probably in two thousand five. I mean, oh, wow. I, it's been it's been in the back burner for a long time, but I never liked how it was developing because it was developing more like a textbook and I just hadn't developed any kind of writing style. And so, um, after writing a couple of blogs and reading more books on, on business, and I mean, I read 25 to 30 books a year on business and, and psychology and relationships and all kinds of things to be a better person and be a better business owner, be a better employer, be a better husband I kind of got a feel for what I thought the book should read and how that how the book should read. And so that's when I really started and pressed in and, and uh, dove in.
0: So who do you think like which of those business books do you think really influenced you the most? Do you have like a favorite or a favorite author that you really kind of look up to when it comes to your writing style?
1: I don't know. I, I really like Jim Collins. He, uh, he writes several books about business, uh, Good to Great great by choice, built to last. These are I've classes. never
0: heard that from you before. That was sarcastic <laughs> for the listeners who don't know.
1: <laughs> i probably mentioned it at every employee meeting that we have that they should, yeah. my staff should read it. But, and then Patrick Lencioni, he, he writes some really interesting books that, that are read like a novel in their first several chapters. And then he goes and, and analyzes what happened and what needs to happen for your business. And so the good starting point for Patrick Lencioni would be the five dysfunctions of a team. A uh, really great book about building trust and seeing results.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Kind of going back to your book, though, um, who do you think would benefit the most from picking up and reading this book today?
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's a short book, it's only uh, 30, 40,000 words, just shy of 40,000 words. And it's, a, uh, I think, the entrepreneur somebody that's, that's been in business a couple of years, maybe started to build up some extra cash and, and wants to see some long-term investment. You've already got your retirement plan in place, but you still have excess cash. The government limits how much you can put in your retirement plan. And there's not very many investments that work like real estate to really add cash flow and net worth or wealth to your balance sheet, your personal financial statement. So that's who it was really written and directed for.
0: Yeah, and like you mentioned, this book is obviously focused on real estate investing. But you have so much experience in other types of business ventures. So, what made you choose to like share your expertise on this particular subject over maybe say becoming an accountant or being a business coach or something like that?
1: Yeah, the the real estate part is because I really love real estate. We're passionate about it. It was something that we did as a family early on. Angela was the property manager, and she took the kids around when they had to clean a house or whatever, they'd all be there. And of course, the kids weren't allowed to be around when I was remodeling when I did the work myself, because they weren't allowed to hear those words come out of my <laughs> mouth. So, which is another reason I stopped doing the remodel work. that I just, uh, did not like the person I was when I was doing it. And the cost benefit was always on the on the side of hiring somebody instead of doing it myself.
0: Yeah, yeah. When did you make that decision? Was that like really early on? Like, okay, I'm. This is not for me. I'm gonna hire this out, or was it after you kind of got your feet wet and really had done, done most of your properties on your own?
1: Well, it got to be a point where I think after I bought my first practice and became a, a sole proprietor, I made more money doing my work than mm. doing being underneath a house or being carrying my tool belt. Right. And so, and then also, do you value your family time, what's important to you. And that really was a big part of it is, is I would rather be spending time with my my kids rather than working on a house yeah, or working, being away from them. Yeah. It was already bad enough that I'm away from them during tax season for so long at that time. I didn't want to do that the rest of the year because I was working on properties.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Now, some of our listeners, while they may be entrepreneurs, they may not necessarily be interested in navigating real estate investing, maybe not right now, or maybe ever. So that's who we're talking to is these entrepreneurs who have visions for the future, or maybe our current business owners. And so the reason I'm mentioning that is because I think being a writer takes a lot of courage and faith and so does being an entrepreneur. So what advice do you have for someone who's looking to take their next big leap of faith, whether that be in real estate investing or in their next big entrepreneur path?
1: Yeah, and that's that's uh, mentioned in my, you know, I have another book that's coming out in May and um, I think I jumped the gum on some of your questions. Um, <laughs> but it's a, it's called the uh, E-Heroes Journey. It's uh, Your Guide to the Entrepreneur Request. And it's briefly mentioned in the real estate book that's out. But that book really talks about the journey an entrepreneur goes through where they may be dissatisfied from their current lifestyle and they want something more. They know that there's something better out there for them. And so starting a business is something that they want to do or being in business for themselves. They might be a carpenter working for a builder, but maybe they want to be a builder on their own and taking that first step, that leap of faith, it, it just, it does take, but what happens is you have to be, you have to be dissatisfied with where you're at to make that, make that choice. And then as mentioned in the book, the real estate guide, when you have mentors and coaches that are around that you can ask questions, they can help you along the way. And also kick you in the butt when you're not doing yeah. what when they're giving advice and you're not doing anything with it. Like I mentioned that, that uh, pastor Daryl, who was the Indiana Jones of mission work for our church, uh, was also a real estate agent and a real estate investor and who I bothered constantly for years about real estate questions. And he, he said, looked at me and said, Brandon, at some point, you're, you're going to have to pull the trigger. You're going to have to do something. And so that those people around you that, that, uh, might, Help you make that first step, or important?
0: Yeah, and that's actually one of the things that I've really latched on. I'm, I'm embarrassed to say that I haven't quite finished your book. To be fair, I just got it on like Wednesday, (laughs) but that's something that I really latched on in the real estate book. Is you talk a lot about having your team and having a good a team behind you and a team with you and who those people are, and you list out who those types of people are for real estate investors, but every type of entrepreneur would have maybe those same kind of types of team members. So for example, your mentors, your lawyers, whatever, but maybe other types of team members. But I just thought that was so relevant. I mean, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, your team is important. Who you have with you is important. And one of my questions was could you talk on that for but I think that you just did, you you touched on how big that is, no matter what. So
1: yeah, team building is is a necessary aspect of business today. Nobody gets to where they want to be on their own. Now that doesn't mean that you don't, you shouldn't receive accolades for your hard work and the drive. That passion comes from within. But I have anytime somebody asks me how how do you do what you do? And I tell them, I have the best staff and people around me that I've ever had. We have fantastic people who work for us. You've got a great team of operations and admin our tax managers have a fantastic team of tax preparers working with them and the collaboration that's happened even just in the last several years about where we were in collaboration to where we are now uh, is just amazing and i can see the acceleration in the firm is totally attributable to the team work that's happening behind the scenes
0: yeah so that's not just your staff like what you mentioned it's even the people for you as the business owner those people who are on your side outside of the cpa right. so right now we're talking about the cpa firm but outside of the cpa firm those team members who have your back who they're your team not your team members but your team they're your yeah. and anyways i thought that was great in your book how did those so not talking about your staff because we talk about staffing in our in the podcast normally we I think you have an episode on that already. And I think it's one of the smaller ones and I'm sure we'll touch on it again another day on the coaching right. for profit podcast. But when it comes to like your team, so like the people who helped you build your businesses, how did you go about finding those? Are those just people you stumbled upon or are those people that you actively looked for?
1: It is funny. It's like when I talk, uh, used to be a young adults director and I would talk to people about finding their spouse. And Really, the, the way to find a spouse is you press towards what you're called to do, what you're supposed to be here on this earth to do. And you'll look around and see somebody going the same direction. And that's how you'll find who you're supposed to marry and who you're supposed to be with. And I think your team members, your strategic partners. Uh, just I was talking to somebody, uh, a chiropractor this morning, and we were talking about her trying to. And her husband trying to build their business and how to find those referrals. And I asked her, well, what kind of strategic partners do you have? And she talked about several different kinds. And so, with the firm, with our businesses, with the financial services company, we pressed towards our goals. And we looked up, and at one time, ironically, I looked across the hall in Cedar Park and found another CPA that was. All he does is audit and he became a strategic partner. He became somebody that spoke into my life and, and hopefully I've spoken to his and we helped each other be better at our process and our businesses. In the, when our when we bought our first house, we were introduced to Hank Beasley and him as our attorney and closing company was an amazing person and, and had just a positivity about him that we just realized, we just wanted to be around him. We wanted him to help us and we wanted to help him as much as we could. And so that's when you're pressing towards what you're supposed to do and you see people around you and and you can help them and they can reciprocate. Even if they can't reciprocate, uh, eventually down the road, you're going to receive from that relationship.
0: That's great. And that's awesome. If your readers could take away one thing from your book, what should it be? That's kind of a loaded question, so I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, there is there is a theme to the book. And I think the, the biggest thing is to have faith and, and to do it. To just, it's in the conclusion. What are you going to do now? What's yeah. your next step? What, are you just going to take this book and say, hey, that was a great book and put it on the shelf? Or are you going to do something with it? And I, I'm glad that you got something out of it that's non-real estate. Yeah. Because, I mean, there are so many different stories and so many applications and so many so much information there, uh, even a small book like it is that you can take and apply to any business that you own.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you kind of already talked a little bit about your next project that you said it's coming out in May. Is that right? Your next book,
1: uh, cross fingers. That's, that's, it's coming out. <laughs> I, I finished it actually before I finished the real estate book, but we did a different publishing process on it. And so uh, this publishing process is taking a little longer than than I had expected or even wanted, but it will come out in May. It's called the e-hero's journey. It's your guide to the entrepreneur's path. It takes the hero's journey from fiction. If you've heard of that, it's the, where the hero is an ordinary person that is disrupted in their life and they have to make a choice to do something or, or not do something. And they decide to do it and go on this quest. And during the quest, they face internal, external obstacles. And during that, those obstacles, they become a better person. And at the end, when they conquer and are victorious, they entered into this better life that wasn't available before. And that when I I read that in a, a novel or a book about writing novels, and immediately when I first heard it, I was like, you know what, that really sounds a lot like the journey that every entrepreneur goes through. Yeah. And, and so I immediately started writing. and it, uh, that's how it came about. That's great.
0: I'm excited. I can't wait to read it.
1: It was a lot more fun to write. And I think I've got a lot of good stories in that as well. Keep people entertained as well as giving them really good information, uh, especially the entrepreneurs. And I wrote that for the young adult entrepreneur, the person that's 18 to 25, that wants to do something that's not the traditional go to college, get your degree, get a job in that area field, work 30 years for one company. That's not happening anymore anyway. But there's a lot of people that are told when they're in high school that the way to be successful is get a job or get a good education and then get a job. But the truth is that there's a lot of different paths to success.
0: Absolutely. And they, don't,
1: they don't talk about it because those other paths are messy. Yeah,
0: they're harder. <laughs>
1: And, and they take a lot more determination and grit from the individual, but they are definitely doable. And they are definitely, I mean, people are doing it all over the place. Right. Uh, people are succeeding in life non, in non-conventional ways.
0: That's great. Oh, I'm excited. I can't wait to read that one. Not that I'm not enjoying the current one. I'm just...
1: True. Sure. I've also got another book that I'm working on because, again, I finished the two books. And so I'm starting on the third one. And it's called uh, The Beginning of Wealth. And this one, I'm, I'm pretty excited about because it goes really hand in hand with the e-hero's journey. And that if you pursue the e-hero's journey and then follow the seven wealth behaviors, which the subtitle is Reach Financial Independence Through the Seven Wealth Behaviors. If you combine the two, you are going to be successful. It is a, one of the things about this book is that every book, every chapter opens with a verse from Proverbs. Huh. And at the in one of the chapters, I talk about wisdom. And that's almost it was really hard not to quote Proverbs over and over and over again. But I did. I, I did it. So but, <laughs> yeah, you should when we when this book comes out, I really believe it's going to be a great tie into that hero's journey and and help people find financial independence, not just not just a good job.
0: Awesome. Great. This exciting stuff coming up, and people can find access to all of these books through your website, right? Um, yes, they
1: will be able to. The once the, the next one's published, it'll be on the website and linked to Amazon and to all the other platforms that you can get digital books from.
0: Great, yeah. Uh, and just so people are listeners know, because There's a lot of places you can reach us, but the website for the books is www.brandonkmore.com. And Brandon's also on Instagram at Brandon K. Moore. You can also follow the CPA firm at BKMPC Certified Public Accountants on Facebook. And so if you follow us on any or all of those places, that's where you can find. Currently the real estate book is live there and then the next books will be there shortly, hopefully in May and then in the future. So I kind of want to just, wrap this interview up with just some generic questions, just about your experience writing books. Cause I know this was a new experience for you. And, yes, um, that's awesome. I think it's, I just kind of wanted to pick your, I mean, just kind of be nosy here. So what would you say is your most, the most rewarding part of this experience of writing your first books? Uh, finishing. <laughs> <laughs> Great.
1: I was, uh, there's a course that I took from scribe media, uh, just give them some props. One of the founders of Scribe Media, Max Tucker, has written five New York Times bestsellers. He offers a free course on on writing nonfiction and then has a uh, book that he wrote on writing nonfiction, which he gives to you for free oh, wow. uh, in a PDF version. So a lot of great information Now that was the beginning of the writing process is learning how to as far as the step by step, but then developing my own style within that overall outline because I did things a little differently on the second book on the hero's journey. But yeah, the rewarding part too is, is knowing that this information, these stories will be captured in print for my kids uh, and for their kids.
0: That's great. Now what would you say the most challenging part of writing the books has been?
1: Yeah, there are lots of days where I just don't want to write and trying to keep up a pace where I set my own deadlines, you know, I don't have a publisher. I don't have anybody. These are all indie published. And so trying to set my own deadlines and, and set my own schedule and force that discipline of, I want to write this many words a day or this many, I try to do this many words a week, like 2000 words a week is what my, my goal is. That's pretty high, but I do have more time now than I used to. Yeah. And then keeping with that. And then once you get into the the seventh or eighth chapter, and this happened in both the first two books is I just, I just wanted to be done. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just wanted it to be finished. And yeah, I almost, there is a chapter that in the, in the real estate book, I almost just nixed because I just hated writing it. And that was the, the forms of ownership on the real estate guide is because it, it sounded more textbooky than, and stories. And it was difficult to to muddle through. It's good information. It's necessary information. You can't have a real estate book without talking about it. And so I had to put it in. Yeah. um, So I just had to get through it.
0: Okay. Well, um, do you have anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners about this book or your future books before we kind of wrap things up on this?
1: These books are, are, whether any sell or not, I'm going to keep writing. But I really do hope people get that information and get excited about real estate, get excited about owning a business. One of the things I talk about in the Entrepreneur's Journey is the benefits of a business in, a, in the community. You know, and, and the fact that somebody who starts a business is providing, not just providing a service, but he's solving a problem. And so it's really the highest call is to solve people's problems. And you do it for a reasonable fee and you provide that service, but then you also, in the future, provide jobs. You provide commerce. Most business owners also donate to charities and Little League and all that in their communities. Mm-hmm. And so, just the value of business. Business gets a bit a bad name from media, and you know most young people uh, in public schools and and uh, even some charter and private schools don't always get the full truth on owning a business. They see it as something where you're about, you know, the the risk of failure is high and the happiness is low. And so they don't want anything to do with it. And and the opposite is actually true.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing with us this information and all of the details about your upcoming books. And like I said, I'm super excited for your next one to come out. And I just wanted to really quickly thank our listeners for tuning in. This has been a unique episode of Coaching for Profit where the roles were switched just a little bit, but I hope people can join us again next time for one of our regular episodes where you will take back the hosting duties. So with that being said, I guess listeners, please make sure to subscribe to us wherever it is that you're listening to us. You can find us on social media at our at Brandon K Moore on Instagram and BKMPC certified public accountants on Facebook. We are coaching for profit, where profit equals your potential minus your barriers.